Welcome back into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. This is episode 22. I am your host, Carter E. On the other side of the desk from me, as always, is my producer, Jeff Mulvahill. You can check out his stuff online at www.instaimage.com. Also, a big shout out to today's main title sponsor, Double J Auto in Gardnerville. You can check them out online at www.doublejautonv.com. Quick teaser here. We got a nice Douglas softball, Douglas baseball updates. Uh, I get to tease some stories that'll be in Wednesday's paper. We'll explain why they're in Wednesday's paper, not Saturday's paper in a little bit, this past Saturday's paper. Uh, But Carson had a nice little off week with uh, spring break, so mostly Douglas stuff. It'll be a little bit of a shorter episode this week, but then obviously we hit the home stretch run of spring sports. Uh, And then I'll tease some features I should have for the Carson side of things as well coming up this week. But without further ado, we are going to start with Douglas softball. They have won 12 of their last 13. They're sitting at 18, 5, and 1 so far this season. They've also won their last 8. They took both games from Reed this Saturday in a doubleheader at Reed. And the Tigers continuing to hit quite a few home runs. I had a little bit of a... A featureish recap coming from Thursday's win over McQueen, where they got home runs from Bree Williams and from Lily Ann Lee. Both of those hit with the wind blowing in, and uh, something to keep in mind. They got, I think, if I didn't say this already, 29 home runs in 24 games, so they're averaging more than one home run per contest, which is pretty impressive, especially around here. There's a lot of solid pitching in the area that teams run into. Douglas took the first game 6-2 against Reed, and then the second one 11-5. In game one, Talia Tretton hit a two-run first-inning homer like to continue that uh, home run streak, if you will. Mackenzie Willis had 11 strikeouts, allowing three hits in the circle for the Tiger softball team. Game two. Douglas won 11-5, like I said, over Reed. Zora Simpson back in the lineup. She hit a solo home run. Tally Trenton was in the circle in game two. She had 14 strikeouts, eight hits. Reed did score five runs, but all five were unearned with four errors coming on the Douglas side. But this Tiger softball team now pretty much sets itself in second place in Class 5A behind Spanish Springs. It's pretty much the only team they've lost to in the North so far this season. But definitely something to keep in mind and keep watching as uh, Douglas continues to hit the long ball, especially with with the wind blowing out. Lillian Lee hit one in the sixth inning against McQueen, and just the sound of the sound off the bat was was the entire story. As I wrote in the in my in my recap, you could tell as soon as she hit it, that ball was gone. Uh, there wasn't wasn't much of an effort from the outfielder either. It's one of those no doubters, and uh, you know, just a, they've done it all throughout the lineup Lillian Lee's got six Riley Blair's or excuse me Lillian Lee has eight home runs Riley Blair has six I believe Bree Williams has five and then I think Tally Trenton now has three they got a, several more with two and a couple with one so pretty much anywhere in that Tiger softball lineup they are capable of of going yard at any given time and and you talk to any of the players it starts to put some pressure on opposing pitchers knowing that anyone one through nine not only can you know hit you with an extra base hit but also go over the fence and you can't really make a whole lot of mistakes, at least uh, pitching to this this Douglas softball team. Obviously, their goal is a you know Northern Nevada 5A title. They want to make the state tournament after falling in the regional semifinals last year, so they were one one game away there. 
but yeah, winners of 12 of the last 13. Uh, there's some, something in the water down there in, uh, in Minden this year that those, I mean, between boys and girls basketball, golf winning a state title in 3A, uh, baseball's now sitting at 17 and 4. We'll get to them in a second. Softball winners of 12 of the last 13 and eight in a row. I know I've probably repeated that now a couple of times, but teams are just really hot right now and finding their groove. And I mean, even the, uh, even the media stations up in Reno are taking notice as well. So a lot to like there in the black and orange for uh, you Tiger fans. Douglas softball is back in action Thursday at Damani Ranch at 345, and then they are home this upcoming weekend on Saturday for a doubleheader against Galena at 11 a.m. Second game expected to start around 1 p.m. there. Over to Douglas Baseball, which picked up a 4-0 win versus Galena on Thursday. Sophomore pitcher Keegan Snooks coming off a combined no-hitter against Reed last week. With He threw five innings. Caden McIver finished off the final two. Snooks said he was, was a little under the weather for that game and still threw five uh, hitless innings for the Tigers. Well, he turned around Thursday and basically repeated that throwing a complete game shutout against the Grizzlies of Galena. He allowed just four hits, meaning he's only given up four hits in his last 12 innings pitched. No earned runs. That's pretty impressive for a sophomore. His whip, which is walks and hits per innings pitched, for those of you not familiar with that statistic, is 1.11, which is extremely good. Anything under, you know, 1.3 is is pretty impressive. That means he's allowing just over one base runner per inning pitched, which will usually keep the opposing teams off the board pretty well. Douglas now 17-4 and four with the win they lost last Tuesday, 8-1 to McQueen. They ran into good old Robbie Snelling, who had 18 strikeouts in what sounds like was a very chilly affair out in McQueen there. So Douglas, Douglas Baseball, excuse me, now 17-4. and They are now second in the Class 5A North as well. Reno still sitting on their one loss in league play to Douglas at home. Uh, from a couple weeks ago. Got a nice little feature coming out in Wednesday's paper for the RC, so keep a lookout for that. was supposed to be in this past Saturday's newspaper, but we had some technical issues on the email side of things. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about all I'll say to that. Nobody's fault, just... Good old technology, right, Jeff? Never never had an issue with technology before, huh? Not this minute. No. <laughs> uh, but I'll run through a little bit of what to expect in that, that Wednesday feature. A lot of it I based around the improvement for the Douglas baseball team at the plate. From last season to this season, you got several hitters who have increased their batting average by almost 200 points. Looking at Gabe Natividad to start, he had a 259 batting average last season. He's hitting 452 this year. He's got 33 hits compared to 15 hits from last year. He's also driven in 20 runs as well. Ashton Davenport, who did not play on the varsity level last year, has 19 RBIs this season. He's second on the team behind Natividad. Gabe Foster has a 419 batting average this season. He hit 264. Last year, he's got 13 RBIs and a homer. He had just eight ribbies last season. Both of them admitted to uh, making some swing changes in the offseason coming into this season. A lot of them talked about shortening up, uh, at least Natividad did. Gabe talked about he went from an open stance to a closed stance in the box and has worked on getting the bat off of his shoulder to be more, you know, more ready for, for pitches and a little bit of a quicker timing. 
Overall, as a team, Natividad said they've all been trying to shorten up a little bit at the plate. Carter Bleeker, who hit 194 in 2021, is hitting 320 this season. He's got 16 hits compared to six hits from last year and 10 RBIs compared to three in 2021. And really, you can just look at the record and it tells you all you need to know. Douglas went 3-16 and 16 in 2021. At one point, they were 16-3 here in 2022. Uh, now sitting at 17-4, like I mentioned just a second ago. Lots of other names that you could point out to. Luke Rodina's hitting 327 this year. Gavin Githens is hitting 280. Jason Hernandez is hitting 417. I'll let you guys read that. I won't spoil the whole thing. But there is a lot of names that have really turned on excuse me, turn it on at the plate and have shown substantial improvement from one year to the next, which is which is a big reason why the Tigers are sitting where they are. Obviously, you can put a lot of credit in other areas too, but specifically looking at hitting at the plate, it has been a substantial improvement there. You could say a lot about pitching and fielding as well. We will get to that at some point here in the future. But specifically looking at the the hitting approach, the Tigers have, have figured something out here at the plate this season. Um, like I said, they now sit at 17-4 and four this season. They go on the road this week to California for a three-game tournament, or at least they have three games scheduled as of now against schools in California. So we'll see how they fare in that one. But a lot to like if you are a Tiger sports fan, especially in the spring. I know track and field is is doing some stuff as well that has been pretty noteworthy, especially on the the girls side of things. Uh, switching over to the Carson side of things, where the Senators did not have a whole lot going on this past week, being on spring break. Carson softball did not play. Carson baseball was down in Las Vegas this past week for a handful of games they now are 317 and one on the year they did not pick up a win down in vegas a couple of losses by one run and then a couple of run rule losses to other schools down there as well trey thomas still one of the leading hitters in the north for carson but they are looking to get some production elsewhere as well as clean up some of the errors in the field also another story that was supposed to be in this past saturday's Newspaper, which will be in Wednesday's edition of the RC, is a nice little feature on Cooper Davies and his archery career. He has traveled all over the U.S. from chatting with him, uh, competing in archery in the compound bow division. He had to give me a little update on the difference between the compound and recurve uh, bare bow sort of deal. A compound being the the two cam system as i've as i've started to figure out i do not have much of an archery background but it is impressive anytime you see somebody who's you know he's trying out for the the united states archery team uh he's placing in tournaments all over the nation and he's headed to the university of the cumberlands which is an naia school which has quite an impressive uh, archery roster and heading out to kentucky williams williamsburg williamsport kentucky Excuse me, I know it's one of those two, but off the top of my head, I'm blanking on which one it is. I believe it's Williamsburg, Kentucky. He's actually going to be joining up with uh, several archers he already knows from competing around the area. And uh, his dedication to his craft is pretty impressive. It sounds like he's out there practicing almost every day on a family friend's land, shooting up to 100 yards away. Said he uh, got started with shooting through 4-H and being around, uh, you know, family members who are hunters and always kind of wanted to get into that. And next thing you know, he's winning state tournaments and competing all over the nation in different types of events. They have 
you know, Olympic style events where you're shooting at a target and trying to earn points that way, as well as 3D events where you're shooting at, you know, foam, big game animals and so on and so forth there. So another feature you can look forward to checking out in Wednesday's Record Courier. My apologies again for those of you who picked up Saturday's paper and saw a lack of local sports coverage, but it is coming. It was designed to be there, but sometimes email lets you down. You know, what, what can you say? A quick look into Major League Baseball, where uh, San Francisco Giants are now 7-2 and two coming off a sweep I ha- of the Cleveland Guardians. I mostly bring that up to point out to one of my college buddies who's from Cleveland who said he wanted to talk some smack before the series started. And then the Giants swept them, and I just sent him a bunch of broom emojis yesterday. Uh, Giants are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now at 7-2. and two. Jeff, I know I poked fun at the Oakland A's. They currently lead Major League Baseball and run scored. I can't believe it. After Are they the, in the first place? They're not in first place, but after the fire sale they had before the season, moving basically anybody who the fans <laughs> fans enjoyed watching, which is a typical Oakland A's thing to do, they scored, you know, I think it was 57 runs in 10 games, which, is, which led the majors when I checked yesterday. So, you know, I mean, I think they're sitting at five and five, so they gotta still got to figure some things out, but a much more impressive start than I thought the A's would have to this point of the season so far. Uh, but that's pretty much going to do it for this episode of Behind the Bench. Thanks again to our title sponsor, www.doublejautonv.com. They are in Gardnerville if you were looking for any services there, as well as my producer, Jeff Mulvihill. You can check him out online at www.instaimage.com. And be sure to find those stories that will be online this week. NevadaAppeal.com backslash sports, recordcourier.com backslash sports. And you can find me on Twitter at Carter Eckle, E-C-K-L. But that's going to do it for episode 22, and we will catch you guys next week. Next week.